Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I talk about media and discuss whether or not it has aged like fine wine. Um, today, I'm not talking about just one film, I'm talking about two films. This is the Extraterrestrial Special. Is it a special? I don't know, but the first film I'm going to be covering is 1968's Voyage to the Planet of Prehistoric Women. So this is obviously a sci-fi film. Um, it is it is something. It is definitely something. Um, I. I don't know. I'm like a bit floored by it when I wa- I was a bit floored by it when I watched it. The cover that it had on the on Prime Video, which is where I watched it, was um it looked like it was made in um like Microsoft drawing or something. Like it was a stock image of a woman's silhouette. <laughs> oh, it was it looked very cheap. Like, it was a very cheap cover that they had for the for the thing. But, so we start out the movie, and we're on, like, a space expedition. But we're going to Venus, you know. Because Venus is the most habitable, habitable planet of all. More habitable than Earth, obviously. Um... But, yeah, so since this was made in 1968, they didn't, like, know that Venus was an absolute horrible place that you would not want to live on. Um, So I tried my best suspending all of my modern knowledge of Venus. Um, But we're introduced, and the first thing that comes up is a little narration giving us a little science lesson. Um, And then we get into the atmosphere of Venus, and it's like, covered by dark clouds. They don't know that the clouds are made of sulfur. Supposedly in this movie they're not made of sulfur, but they are, but not in this film, because we go through the atmosphere, we go through the clouds, and our main dudes, we accidentally kill a dinosaur. Huh? Like, we kill, like, a pterosaur. Like, what are the flying dinosaurs? Um, so, first off, that's not a good thing that there are dinosaurs on Venus. Um, second of all, this is apparently their second attempt to go to Venus. Like, how many people have you tried to send to Venus? How many people have died? And apparently it's their second attempt in... No, it's their third attempt in the same year. Like, you make three attempts, two of them which had failed. Like, for what? Take a year, reevaluate your priorities. But, yeah, like, you have to recalculate everything. You have to make sure to check what, like, went wrong with your other two voyages before you can actually set off. But, uh, my suspension of disbelief is is very hard to keep suspended in this 
uh, while I was watching this film. But, so, we kill a dino, and we still have not yet seen any prehistoric women. Um, and this is about ten minutes in now. Still no prehistoric women. Luckily, prayers are answered. We finally see the prehistoric women, but thing is, they don't look prehistoric at all. Instead, they're wearing ratty blonde wigs, and they are wearing, like, Party City costume. Like, Party City mermaid costume. So, like, they have seashell necklaces, um, blue halter tops, and lame bell bottoms that are blue. So, like, shiny blue pants. This isn't prehistoric. I don't think prehistoric people look like this. Um, And apparently, they communicate... These prehistoric women, these prehistoric mermaids, they, they communicate telepathically. So we learn the first woman that we see, her name is Moana. Yes, Moana. Um... I guess this is where Disney got the idea to make their own Moana film because this film is just so impactful, has so much to do with Polynesian culture. Um, yeah, that's not true. Um, anyways, so Party City costumes and Moana's like, hey y'all, um, our god's dead because they worship the dinosaur, the flying dinosaur as like their god. And now he's dead. So she's, like, telling her her homegirls, Hey, y'all. Um, God's dead. So she, like, sends out alarm to her other mermaid buddies. And they are sleeping on lava rocks. Like, not on, like, rocks or a set made to look like lava rocks. They straight up, like, had the actresses, like, just lay down on sharp lava rocks. I know that must have been painful as hell, especially in, like, their costumes. In thin lame and halter tops, your arms and your sides are going to be painful. Painful as hell. But, so they were sleeping on the lava rocks, they wake up, they're like, oh my god. So they bring over the corpse of their dino god. And... But to get to the corpse that is, like, washed up on the rocks now, they have to walk over the rocks. And instead of, like, cutting from the scene of the women waking up, they... from So instead of cutting from that scene to them surrounding the body and being like, oh my god, they kept in um, footage of the women struggling to walk on the lava rocks. To And that, like, took up... At least, like, a minute. (laughs) So, and then there's another shot of these prehistoric women, and they're in the ocean. But one of these bitches, they pick up, they just take a fish out of the water and just bites its head off. Like, that is so out of pocket. Like, huh? It's raw fish, and they just, what? It's so non-essential to the plot, and it's just so out of nowhere, too. Like, okay, 
And of course, since they filmed this outside, they had to dub over all of the voiced lines. So not only do we have like mouth movements not matching what's being said, but it's read so robotically and heartlessly, like disinterested in the own, in their own script, which is sort of hilarious. <laughs> so we're back to the people that accidentally killed the dinosaur. And they are just like walking about on the planet of prehistoric women. And um, one of their guys, um, I think he gets taken away by some beast by some like gorilla thing so they have a robot with them and the robot is boxy like very it it's, has like a person inside of it so they're like trying to move like a robot too but it, it's really funny so they go over to this guy and because this guy that was taken away he's now knocked out and he's lying down on the rocks unconscious so they walk over to him and they try and find him. They find him. They get his life signature from the um, robot dude. And they tell the robot, save his life. So the robot like bends down and gives him a little tab of something. And honestly, they probably just like gave him LSD based on what happens throughout the rest of the movie. Um, so it just looks very bad. Like, it doesn't even look like it was filmed on, like, it looks like it was filmed on a potato, honestly. So now we're back with the women and their god, and now they're dragging the dino corpse out of the water to do a little, um, have a little shindig with it. But it's really funny because the body is, like, made out of silicone. So they're, like, dragging it across the rocks. And you can just see it's, like, beak jiggling. (laughs) Uh, That must have been expensive. Getting, like, a full silicone cast of a pterosaur. That's where all the budget for this went. (laughs) So then we have... um, now we cut back to our homeboys who are going around um, and now they find somehow they don't really tell us how these dudes like um, find anything that they come across but they end up going underwater and coming across like an underwater temple and in that temple they find like statues and they're like this is signs of intelligent civilization (gasps) oh my god um so they look at they uncover like one of the sculptures and they find a like a really pretty ruby probably made out of plastic lol so then they're like uh oh now where we are is starting to fill with lava how? I don't know. But now they're under threat of lava. So they're like running away from the underwater temple. And now the 
robot is also trying to kill them. Like, now the robot's trying to kill them while they're being pursued by lava flow. Um, makes no sense. And then the dudes end up, like, having to deactivate the robot because he's trying to throw one of the um, crew members into the lava while they're, like, in a lava river and the robot can't move because its feet are in the lava. And then they're just, like, struggling to, like, get the power chip out of its neck. But, like, what does any of this mean? So they're able to get the robot to be deactivated, and then they, like, run off. And then they just leave. They just leave. Three attempts to get to, 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 get to Venus, they come across an underwater temple, but then they just leave. Um, and they never interact with the prehistoric women ever. Like, oh yeah, by the way, the lava happens because the prehistoric women start chanting because they're like, somebody killed our god, so we will explode the mountain that we live on. Like, they don't know that the guys are in the mountain, they, they don't know where they are, but they're just like, we'll just blow up the mountain. How does that make any sense? And then after the dudes leave, the women come across the charred corpse of the robot. And they're like, what is this? And then they just start worshipping it as their new god. As you do when you find a robot corpse. It was a surprisingly crap move. Well... Not surprisingly, I knew it was going to be a trip, um, but it was very boring. It was 78 minutes long, about, I wouldn't say 78 minutes too long. I would say it could have been condensed to a good 30-40 minutes, because there were a lot of shots that were very unnecessary, um, a lot of uh, scenes that went on for way too long. Uh, they should have gotten me to edit this in 1968. I would have made this the number one, um, the number one show, the number one TV special is what I would have made it. But that was our first of two films that I'm covering on this extraterrestrial woman special so our next film is i would say the much better alternative of this of the previous film and it's called catwoman of the moon from 1953 came out earlier and it's only 64 minutes so already just in terms of um time being saved so much better. Plus, it's Catwomen. And they're on the moon. What's not to love about it? Well, so, I'll start off with saying the leading lady of this film, um, Helen. She's played by Marie Windsor, and I sort of love Marie Windsor. She acted in a couple of films that I've seen, um, such as Dakota Lil. I'll be covering Dakota Lil later. 
But Dakota Lil was like a fun movie. She played like a Western um, bandit girl. And that was from 1950. So three years later, and she's done like a complete genre overhaul. So she went from doing Westerns to doing sci-fi with cat women. What's not to love? Marie Windsor is my queen. Um, and she sort of looks like um, Linda Carter. Like, not like so much looking like Linda Carter that if you like compare the two, but at a passing glance, Marie Windsor looks like Linda Carter. Linda Carter, by the way, is the woman that played um, Wonder Woman in the Wonder Woman TV show of the 70s. And also, she released several albums, such as Rock, White, and Blue. Huh? Is that what it is? I think, yeah, whatever. Linda Carter, I'll talk about her later, because, well, yeah, I'll probably talk about um, Wonder Woman in the future, but back to Catwomen of the Moon. Marie, Marie Windsor, love her. So... We start off and we're on a spaceship. And this spaceship, of course, is before... Well, what this is how they imagined the spaceships would look like um, in, before they actually ever did space, space stuff. Um, so they have, like, wooden tables and stuff. And their beds are so, so very sus like the they sort of have like they have bunk beds but only one side of the bunk bed so where the feet are is supported by a rod so the head of the bed doesn't have any supports going down so it looks very like precarious I wouldn't want to sleep on that, especially if I had somebody heavier than me on the top. It seems like a good way to get your face smashed in. But, especially on a spaceship, because imagine the turbulence. But they don't know anything of, like, zero gravity happening. So they're just, like, chilling. They're going to the moon. Um, And once they get to the moon, they're like, okay, we're here. Turns out um, Helen, Marie's character is in a relationship well sort of in a relationship with one of the one of the other crew members um but that doesn't really come into being like important until mm, later in the story um it was yeah Anyways, so we get to the moon. Um, they don their spacesuits, and for some reason, three of the spacesuits that they have are of. They look like. Um, three of the spacesuits are similar to each other, like same, same um, fishbowl head. But then uh, the other two spacesuits for the other two guys. They look nothing like the spacesuits of the other three. Um, like, I've... Did they just run out of materials in the costume room? 
did they run out of budget to go get two more fish bowls? And when they zoom in on the on the helmets, they have like breathing holes in the helmets, like little drill holes in where the mouth is. Like that's great for um for space. Um, I guess it's because they didn't want them to fog up when they were, like, um, filming. So I guess sort of smart. But, okay. So, they were, they looked like beekeeping outfits, which is, like, really funny. But we go to the people and now they're like walking around there's a plane in front of them and they're like hmm let's just try something so one of the dudes he takes out a match because he brought a mat a matchbox with him from earth into the spaceship huh did did anybody know that he did that so he lights a match in the atmosphere of the moon and he lights it it flickers for a second but then it immediately just, like, goes out because, you know, no oxygen on the moon. At least they know that. So, we go to a little cave because Helen, somehow Helen has a lot of knowledge of the moon. Like, she knew where they had to land the spaceship um, because they were going onto the dark side of the moon to land. So nobody knew what was going to happen, but Helen knew. She had it in her brain that they were going to the specific location. They were going to land in that specific spot in the dark side of the moon that nobody could see. And she knew that there was a cave in front of them, and she was going to that cave. So they were. she was leading her crew to the cave. And these two guys stopped back, and they're like, wait a minute, why does she, like, know about the cave? She's never been to the moon. This is the dark side of the moon. Nobody's ever seen it. And how did she know where to land the spaceship? So these two guys, they're, like, a bit sus of Helen at the moment. And for some reason, I was like, why are they getting sus of her? I mean, it's like... But now that I think back, it's like, yeah, how would she know? But I was like, oh my god, is she a secret cat woman from the moon? Um, so we go into the cave, and they realize that the cave has enough oxygen to breathe. So they take off the helmets, and they're just like, okay, yeah, let's just strip from our spacesuits and just leave our spacesuits in a pile in the cave. Not a good idea, you know, just leaving your expensive spacesuits wherever. But after they get out of their suits, they're attacked by giant moon spiders. Moon spiders. Um, they're like puppeteered from the ceiling so you can actually see the wires attached and they don't like crawl they just um sort of bounce them from the from the ceiling so the legs don't move but the wires are just like they just like sort of float (laughs) the spiders just sort of float towards the people um but 
one of the guys is able to whip out a gun and shoot the spider, killing the spider. He brought a gun with him. He brought a gun onto the spaceship and onto the moon. Huh? That That's not allowed. Like, I think that's against a lot of things. Because the gunpowder in the... The gunpowder would be a major hazard in the spaceship, obviously. Um, pencils were a big problem. Um, but I guess... I can give it a pass since they since they didn't know about that. But they knew that there wasn't any oxygen on the moon. Hmm. Getting... I'm getting curious about the production of this. But I probably won't be able to find anything on it because it's such an obscure movie. Um, so, after we shot the spider with the gun that we brought with, um, we... Um... <laughs> We also have cigarettes with them. They brought cigarettes with them to the moon. And you know, well, you don't know when you'll need a smoke when you're in space. Um, while they're... So Helen gets knocked over by the spider and she sort of faints. So she is on the rock and the... Like, lying on a rock and the other guys, like, sort of just fan out to inspect stuff. Um... And one of the guys, he gets attacked. And we only see the shadow projected onto a rock of his attacker. And it's, what can I only guess? But it's, is it a Catwoman? Is it a Catwoman from the moon? But she doesn't have any ears. Sort of disappointing. But we see, like, she has a bun and, like, she's wearing a cat suit. Maybe they're called, like, Catwoman because they're... Wearing cat suits. <laughs> um, but when they go back to find Helen, Helen's like, they're like, Helen, are you okay? Are you like, and Helen's like, no, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Let's just go deeper into the cave. Huh? This woman, she was like knocked out um, by a giant moon spider. Um, but she's like, yeah, let's just keep going further in. Um, hello? So the guys are like, no, no girl, we're going back to the spaceship. You're coming with us. So they like drag, the, they drag her back to where they kept the suits. But surprise, the suits aren't there anymore. Somebody took their spacesuits that they left in a pile, um, it, very inconspicuously in the cave. The suits are just gone. Um, so Helen's like, I told you guys we should have gone deeper. How is this an I told you so moment, ma'am? Huh? (laughs) So they go deeper into the cave because they can't go back to their spaceship because they don't have their spacesuits and their SOL without them. So they go further into the cave and they end up emerging out of the cave and seeing in front of them a big space castle so what do you do except go to the big space castle because it's also in an area still with oxygen somehow so they go to the cat castle they don't know it's a cat castle yet but they're able to like investigate a little bit and they're like 
they find it's very Greek inspired, so it looks they have like Greek columns, stone benches. They have two torch areas, like torch pillars. So they like inspect them and they like touch them and they're like, it's cold. That means that this civilization is long gone. How does that? How does touching um a place where you light a fire and feeling that it's cold tell you that the civilization is dead? Just means nobody's lit the fire there in a long ass time. Like use your brain a little bit more, please. Um, so they light the fire in one of the one of the little torch things, and they're like, okay. Um, and they like take a little smoke break, but then they're attacked. <gasps> is it by the cat women from the moon? Yes, it is. Some of them are able to just like teleport. So they like just appear in front of them and they like strangle one of them and they're able to take out a couple of the guys. So I think they took out two out of four of the guys. Helen just, like, disappears. Because that's a little secret. But two out of the guy, two of the guys get, like, incapacitated by the Catwomen. And... But then the guy with the gun, he pulls out his gun and points it at um, one of the cat ladies. And he's like, don't move or I'll shoot. Who are you? But she just, like, teleports away. <laughs> like, okay. You do that, lady. But then the alpha cat lady shows up with Helen in tow. And she's like, welcome to the moon. And her name is Alpha. So our cat names are Alpha, Beta, and Lambda. No Gamma. We skip straight to Lambda. Is, is that the order of Greek alphabet? Um, maybe, but... Alpha, Beta, and Lambda. And then we also have Helen as Honorary Cat Lady. So, um, they end up, like, being treated to space wine and, like, moon food. And the cat ladies are, like, entertaining them, playing music and stuff. One of the guys, I think it's Kip. Kip is very sus of the whole thing. He's like, we shouldn't be doing this, you guys. We should just go back to the ship. Um, But the other guys, they're like, nah, dude, this is safe. We're having fun. We're we're establishing friendly relationships. Um, And they tell them a bit about, like, what the moon is like. Um, But Kip is, like, still pressing, like, where are our spacesuits? And Alpha is like, oh yeah, we have them. <laughs> so they just took the spacesuits. I mean, that would be enough to make me suspicious of them. I mean, I would be a bit suspicious of them as soon as they, you know, strangled out one of our dudes. Hmm. But Kip's like, fine. We'll just stay the night and then we'll leave immediately tomorrow morning. But one of the other crew members... He's, like, very curious about, like, riches of the moon and stuff. So he's asking, like... So they have, like, tea sets and, like, mm, sculptures made out of, like, silver and stuff. And gold, apparently. Can't tell because it's black and white. But the dude is, like, 
So, did you guys mine this gold on the moon? And the cat lady he is talking with is Beta. And Beta's like, yes, we have mines on the moon. A cave just filled with gold. So this dude, he's very, very interested in it. Um, And he's like, can you like show us? Well, can you show me? And the lady's like, the cat lady's like, Okay, but keep it a secret between you and me. So they sneak off and go to the gold cave. Um, So also, I'll take this moment, this brief reprieve, to explain the look of the cat ladies. So all of them are wearing matching black cat suits. And they all have a very exaggerated widow's peak um drawn on and they have eyebrows that instead of curving down they flick up and um exaggerated eyeliner no cat ears um i think they have cat tails but that's it no ears where do they get the cat part from that's the main part that annoyed me give me Cat ladies with cat ears. (laughs) All they have is, like, buns. And cats don't have buns. I'm sorry, but they don't. But... So we then get to Lambda and this other dude. Doug. So Lambda and Doug are, like, talking, and Doug's like, Um, I haven't talked to a woman like this in so long. And Lambda's like, I haven't ever talked to a man before. So they like sort of hit it off. And like, I think Lambda is able to get Doug to take him to take her to the spaceship so she can like learn how little all the like controls work and stuff. So, because if you don't know, the Catwomen are not the heroes of this film. Cape is right to be sus about them. But the Catwomen invite them to stay for the night. They stay for the night. And um, Doug and his Cat Lady come back. But the Cat Lady and the guy that went to the cave with her still haven't come back. So... Um, Kip is like, this isn't okay, but, like, this isn't okay. We're in unknown territory with unknown people. We should all be vigilant. But Helen's like, no, it's okay. She's a lady. He's a man. You know, what happens, happens. Would that even work? They're, like, different species? Hmm. But then... Um, also it turns out like Helen's been communicating with the cat women well specifically with Alpha with Alpha because Alpha was like sending her mind messages and that's how like Helen knew where to land the ship and knew um, where the cave was um, and knew all this stuff and Alpha was like this is all a part of my plan to 
get you guys here so that we can hijack the spaceship and get to Earth so that we can take over the planet. <laughs> but they needed to do it through a woman because, um, yeah. <laughs> so Helen's been like a Catwoman puppet this whole time, but she still has some vestiges of her former self when she um, admits to Kip that she is actually in love with him and that everything she's doing is not actually good and that she's being mind-controlled by Alpha. And she shows Kip the little mark on her hand that's like a little triangle that is mind-controlling her. And Kip's like, oh, that's no bueno. We have to get you out of here. So, like, they kiss, but then the dude that she's in a relationship with comes in and he's like, what's happening here? Because the dude that she's in a relationship with right now is not... She's in a relationship with him because the Catwoman told her to get close to him because he has, like, the most valuable knowledge out of all of them. So she's, like, playing him because the Cat ladies told her to. Um, like, okay. Um... So they all, like, end up going to bed, um, but, so, all of them, by all of them I mean, um, Helen, the guy that Helen's in a relationship with, Kip, and Doug. So we have four of the people here, they all go to bed, the guy that went with the cat lady to the gold place, they're still gone, so we have four of our earthlings in Cat Castle. Doug wakes up in the middle of the night and he opens the door to their room and ends up um, seeing something interesting. I wouldn't say something that he wasn't supposed to see because I, I think he's supposed to see it because they're doing it literally right outside their guest's door and in like the hallway. But the cat ladies are doing... um. A modern dance. Very fun. Very fun. Um, but I don't know if it's like commu a communication thing. Or like what? Because the cat ladies communicate through like... They've evolved past the need to speak. So they like communicate telepathically and through other ways. Um, so maybe modern dance is how they communicate <laughs> as well. But... Doug walks in on this and the cat lady that fell in love with him, Lambda, ends up like dancing for him, I guess. It's not very sexy. It's, yeah, it's not sexy at all. Um, but he's like, eh, okay. So by this point, um, the rest of the three people that were sleeping wake up and they're like hmm I don't know what should we do so they decide to run away from the cat ladies like get out of there that's what they decide so Alpha isn't very pleased with this because especially with Helen because like Helen was supposed to be a cat lady as well. 
Like, she recruited Helen because she was promising to be one of the Catwomen. Maybe she would be, like, the first Catwoman woman from the Earth. But not anymore because Helen is GTFO. Um, so they run into the cave. Um, and they're like, but what about the other dude that went off with the other cat lady? We cut to a little flashback of that cat lady. And she just stabs him. We don't know when this happened, but he's dead. And we just get like the... um Again, with how they introduce the cat ladies to us, um, like projected shadow onto a cave wall. So we see her stab um, and we see the guy fall. Um, So now we're in the cave and we're running still. So now we have Doug, Helen, Kip, and the dude Helen was in a relationship with running. They're in the cave. They are confronted by Alpha, Beta, and they get Helen back to their side through, like, a bit of, like, cavorting. Um, but they end up bringing the spacesuits with them because they're like, oh, we're not going to let them get to the spaceship before us because now both sides, the cat ladies and the space guys, the not space guys, the earth guys, they know how to do this ship. So cat ladies are like, we have to just beat them to the ship and then we can just like leave them here on the moon. So Alpha, Beta, and Helen, they get the spacesuits and they like book it. So then they run into each other in the cave. They are like, what do we do? Um, Lambda... Um, since she loves Doug, she ends up betraying the cat women and getting hit on the head with a rock and dies. Yeah, she gets hit on the head with rock. Doesn't look like a very hard hit, but she dies from it. <laughs> so Helen's like, turns out Helen was playing Alpha this time. Um, so she takes the spacesuits from Alpha um, and gives them to her homeboys. And... Um, she runs back to Kip, and Kip shoots at the remaining two cat ladies, um, so Alpha and Beta, who had just, um, hit Lambda with a rock and killed her, and he ends up killing Alpha and Beta, so they end up massacring, um, the last beings of an almost extinct race on the moon. Um, and they just go back to the spaceship, and then they head back to Earth, and they're like, teehee, everything's okay, um, and the end. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a film. Um, I was very sad that the cat ladies didn't have ears, obviously, but I'm also sad that they all died, because, I don't know, I would've liked for the cat ladies to win. They deserve to win something. Maybe their plan just wasn't that great. I mean, their plan was horrible, actually. Um, Getting, telepathically communicating with a woman on Earth, giving her the necessary information to get onto a spaceship and get to the moon to lead her crew members to the cat ladies who would then 
um, like take the Earth guy's spots while while the leading cat ladies get on the ship and go back to Earth. Why don't they just like if they have the telepathic power to like communicate with a lady from Earth? Why not just tell her to like do what they were going to do on Earth anyways? I don't see why they needed this whole this whole like bad plan also they could have just like snuck onto the ship without having to kill the other guys i think that would have been a smarter idea but i guess not like since they're telepathic they could have just like hypnotized somebody to think that they're not on the ship with them or hypnotize them and be like yeah well please bring me with you to be like um a, an ambassador of the cat women from the moon on earth and you can leave one of your crew members here as like a little hostage trade situation but i guess not the cat women were um able to survive millennia in their civilization and live for hundreds of years but they couldn't come up with a plan like that so they end up getting killed all of them and that concludes this special edition of fine wine where i hope i entertain you entertained you with two with one very bad um sci-fi woman space extraterrestrial film and one mediocre woman space extraterrestrial film um that's all for this and that's all for this episode and i'll wind to you guys next time <laughs>